Welcome to another episode of Beyond the Bridge, a Star Trek multiverse podcast. As always, I'm your host, Adam, and with me is my co-host, Andrew. Andrew, how are you? I'm doing great. Happy to be here to talk Star Trek. Another another few episodes of, uh, of a Star Trek property in the can. This time it's the, uh, the first four episodes of Star Trek Discovery uh, Season 3. Mm-hmm. But before we get into the first four episodes, we do have a little bit of news regarding the future of Star Trek Discovery. So That's right. What do we What do we know? Well, so I they did some images that Star Trek Discovery season four was likely filming was starting to trickle out onto the internet over uh, I think late summer, um, but now it is officially formally announced by CBS that they are starting work on on season four so we know that uh, star trek discovery will be coming back and we have a pretty good idea of at least a few of the main cast so uh if you don't want spoilers cover your ears but from what i understand we're, we can expect michael burnham mm-hmm. uh saru and both gray and adira mm-hmm. both of them to return for season four so uh you know what that means given the latest given uh forget me not the fourth mm. episode of the season mm. what that means for the rest of the season um you know we're we're very early on so there's a lot to right right to think about but that's fun to, to, to imagine where that's going to go next year and it's it's you know in in uncertain times i certainly appreciate that we have lots of star trek to look forward to even yeah, if it's not like 100 weeks of Star Trek straight. This is still pretty good news. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we're ever going to get to a point where, you know, it's every single week of the year we uh, have... That's my hope to get to that point. I mean, I, I mean it'd be great, but, but you know... I mean, that, that's, that's all, it's also almost too good to be true. I, I that would be even, great. Even, but... the, even the network is probably like, okay, guys, breathe. Let's, let's, <laughs> you know, let's stay, take a little bit of break. And, and then, but yeah, I mean, it'd be cool for us because we, we love this stuff. But mm-hmm. logistically, you know, that's the, that's a dream. And it'll probably stay in that realm. But it's like you said, it's good to uh, know that more is coming, especially mm-hmm. from... Um, from um, the discovery point of view, and especially yeah. because that seems to be a show that is the target of many a YouTubers who like to uh, criticize the new uh... predict that it's getting canceled. Yeah, you know, they've, been, <laughs> they've been doing it since the second episode of season one. So uh, look who's right and look who's wrong, and then yeah. take it from there. But um, very exciting news, um, and. Um, before we can look ahead, we have to uh, um, dissect and analyze what we've seen so far. And, yeah. and what we've seen so far is the first four episodes. So let's get right into it. What are some of your thoughts, Andrew? Um, well, just a random thought that I have had is that um, for those who started watching Star Trek Picard, do you remember how they made like a big deal about the dog before the show started? Yeah. And then the dog was only in like one episode. I feel like Star Trek made a really big deal about the cat grudge mm-hmm. and, and it and has not super played a huge role in the, the season so far. So that's just one thought that I've been. Yeah, that is interesting. <laughs> the, was... the Star Trek likes to promote these, the pets as the big next, the 
big next thing. Well, and at least they, they're pet like, friendly, so they yeah. that. <laughs> um, but in in more of a, I think, a larger note, I I love this season. I mean, this is exactly exactly what I want to get from Star Trek. They're making great use of the canon as we know it. They're making uh, great use of the characters, the bridge characters that I was really hoping to see more use of. We're, we're uh, including them in the plot a little bit more, and I think we're going to see them even more in the future. Um, the like production, the CGI, the value there is just continues to be out of this world like i i was thinking recently about how um you know i love star trek voyager that's probably my favorite star trek but for the Mm. most part like they have a few major cgi scenes per episode sure um but the cgi like the 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 graphics in discovery just given the the resources they have look so amazing by comparison back then it's insane uh, what yeah. they can do on, uh, and it's it's a misnomer to kind of call it this, but quote unquote TV uh, yeah. nowadays, because uh, it's not the traditional you know TV model. I'm, I'm sure. Like looking at what the the TNG, uh, yeah. like an episode effect budget would have been compared to what they can do with, you know, a streaming service TV budget is just yeah. two different. It, it, it's it's amazing. Um, what I what I did like, and you know, you speak of the, C, the CGI in the first episode. You know, yeah, there's the, the big, the big crash. Mm-hmm. But what I've what I've noticed in regards to this season, right from the beginning, and then continuing on through four episodes, is yeah, there's there's a big set piece or, or CGI moment in some part in each episode, mm-hmm. but it is not the focus of this like it's not look at how flashy we can be i I think this season has really so far keyed in on the character moments Mm -hmm. and uh and um you know some philosophical ideas and and such yeah i think this has been a great season for for that absolutely and that's a hallmark of uh, of track right whereas some adaptations not necessarily a bad thing but you're trying to compete with the latest um, you know attention grabber so like mm-hmm. I and this is not a knock because I enjoy I, I really like the JJ universe but you, you get a sense that they were trying to compete with a big blockbuster that they were that they were going up against you know what I mean oh yeah oh absolutely like the the transformers and the and the Fast and Furious is a exactly, role yeah. yeah, right. Whereas with with this, there's no like you don't. I I don't see them trying to. Hey, the Mandalorian's doing really well. Let's let's you know. Let's have this cute alien, mm-hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> creature that's a baby that can that can you know that can rival Baby Yoda because I think good luck rivaling that thing because <laughs> um, uh, it is it is darn uh, cute um, but B I mean y- you don't have to uh, to me play to your strengths and that's what I think this season has done so far um, one of the things I personally liked is because Burnham 
is separated from the crew, you could almost envision going into the season that it was going to be real quick, you know, within one episode, within minutes of one episode. Hey, look, we, you know, we were separated, mm-hmm. but we found each other. And it was a whole episode and a bit where they were separated. Like the first episode was really pretty much all about Burnham and her adjusting to this new world and and future that she's in. Right. And then the second episode really was about the crew of Discovery making their way to that future or, you know, finalizing their end of the journey and then finding Burnham and then along with that try to make their own way and adjust and so I, I thought the amount of time they took was just right yeah I completely agree I was I was thinking maybe they could have they maybe could have pulled it out maybe like another half episode right but the, because the story uh, landed so well to like one episode Burnham one episode people everybody else without Burnham mm-hmm. uh, I'm not complaining they did that uh, great I could have seen it go another way but at the same time I'm ha- very happy with the way they did it I'm Absolutely. also very happy that they didn't let, like stretch that out way too long because I feel like some other shows you know you do go down that path of okay well, we need to keep our characters apart and it goes on like um, yeah, it's a 22 episode model right Where yeah like okay we need to we need to add throw a filler episode in here because we got to last 22 episodes. Well, I think it was, um, I think it was Once Upon a Time, another show oh, I was a big okay. fan of, where they, I remember one of the writers did an interview where they're like, we never want the audience too far ahead of us, like that they feel like they're waiting for the show to catch up. Like yeah. you never, you never want that. So I, I think Discovery does a good job of. I never feel it's, like I'm ahead of it's them. It's funny that you say that, but then you end, you end up like that. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, like, every show strives not to do that, but then they fall mm-hmm. into the trap because of the episode order. Yeah. You know, they, they, they have so like in my case, it would have been Smallville, right? Like, like you could plot which episodes were going to be great, and then which episodes in the season. Like, if I was looking at the IMDb list before the season, before watching, Mm-hmm. I could probably go there and say, okay, this one's going to be good. This one's going to be really good. And then we're going to get to stretch in the middle where there's extreme filler. And oftentimes that's exactly <laughs> what, what, what the case was. So I think the fact that Discovery has, what, 13 to 15? Uh, 13. Yeah. There's no time for that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I mean, they got to get... They gotta get on with the show to quote. Uh, Literally, yeah. The, I think it was the Looney Tunes intro, uh, <laughs> you know, the song. All but right. um, so yeah, I really like the 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 pacing of that of that moment. Yeah, uh, that's or, that's or, a good way of putting moments. it. Um, and just seeing where we are, and like. You know, when she meets Book and, and, you know, adopts the role of a career kind of Mm -hmm. thing, uh, it's interesting having her adjust in that manner really kind of sets you up that, 
hey, this is not going to be the, the the formula that you're used to uh, in a show like this. They, they really throw you, uh, you're basically thrown for a loop, much like the characters are. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, going in, you're thinking, okay, they're going to be in the future, but there's going to be some semblance of what I come to expect with a, with a track show. But being thrown in that scenario where she's adjusting, you're, like you as an audience member are kind of doing the same with her. Yeah. And, and I like that and the way they played that. And I also like that we didn't get bogged down with excessive, like, uh, romance. Like, it wasn't, you know what I mean? Mm. You know, let's well, fill yeah, them, they... them together because yeah. we're going to do that, but let's let's make it heavy-handed. Like, yeah. They've At definitely dropped drop the hints of the romance right. there, and I think we've seen in some of the trailers that the yeah. I, at some point, we know it's going to happen, but it doesn't my, feel too forced at this point. Yeah. So I'm I'm happy with that. My, my thing is is, and this is always the case, whether it's a whether it's a you know or a straight gay relationship, whatever it is, just make it feel like something that is realistic mm-hmm. and not. Because if my suspension of disbelief has to be not that I'm, you know, how many years into the future or, you know, that it's that it's Star Trek and we're dealing with warp drives and sport drive and all that kind of stuff. That should be where my suspension of disbelief has to go. Not that but hey, personal people, relationships. Yeah, right. These people are just met and, and they're, they're instantly in love with each other. Like I, I like realistic progressions. Uh, when because you know you know it's coming I know it's coming mm-hmm. everybody knows it's coming just do it in a, in a, in a proper way well it's interesting because I think back to like how many episodes of Deep Space Nine and Voyager and Next Generation and certainly the original series where you know you introduce a character and there's like a romance yeah for one episode and you're you're expected to believe that you know this romance that lasted less than an episode made this huge impact on the character yeah. but they also they never reference it again <laughs> but they, they're like torn apart in that one episode so even I think, spock had his you know with all the rules that he has to follow because right of, his occasional dalliances yeah. they, they made sure that i don't know we're gonna put her in even for spock um uh, we, but so but with uh, discovery yeah it's it's i think they're a bit more like conservative in that the relationships are more long term and they're more yeah, because authentic. The the reason I bring it up too is because the way we, you know, the way we, the amount of it that we saw in the, in the trailers suggested that they were gonna okay, this is gonna be an episode or two just of them, you know, mm-hmm. falling in love and the, and that's gonna take up. Well, and again, I got no issue, I got no problems with showing relationships. My thing is. Just to reiterate, make it make it realistic, make it mm-hmm. authentic. Well, I think, and I didn't, I don't know if I knew this going in, or if I like imagined this going in, but I didn't know that they were going to do the year jump. Um, so the fact that they were, you know, Burnham and Book were uh, kind of, I don't know if they spent the whole year together, but I think they kind of interacted with each other routinely over the course of a year. Mm-hmm. I think that makes that all the more believable right. um, and, and the like the romantic tension in episode is it episode two or three no it's episode three where they're uh hiding in uniforms uh i think that makes that feels a lot more authentic when you know it's a year later yeah. from episode one 
or the first episode of the season. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was very well done. Um, mm-hmm. I where where what what's something else you want to bring up? You you pick the next kind of. Oh, let's see. So, in terms of like the minor, you know, this this season is not start uh, lower decks by any means. Like they're no. not constantly throwing references at you, but yeah. the references that they're choosing are exactly the things I love. I will. The trill are my favorite mm-hmm. Star Trek species. So for them to go back to trill is literally like they took my Christmas list and are are running with it. And I love that they're doing exactly what I always hoped. Yeah. Um, and we got to see a lot of cool things in uh, this most recent episode. Forget yeah. me not. On yeah. So I was super over the moon about that one. Um, People of Earth. Uh, uh, I, was, I really like that one. Yeah. Yeah. It was also interesting. It was fun to see. It kind of gave us our, our first hints at what the um, Starfleet starships or the Earth, I guess not Starfleet, but the United Earth Defense Force starships look like in a post um, dilithium world. Right. right. Uh, and we've got to see some cool aliens over the course of the season so far between yes. the, you know, the Andorians got some screen time. The. Uh, the uh, Morn from Deep Space Nine was a Lurian, and there was a, a Morn yeah, yeah. in the background of uh, mm-hmm. some of the episodes. So, and uh, even in what was it? Far from Home, I think. Yeah, uh, yes. the the bartenders are all Coradan, which is a he an episode an, a species that was in the original series, but you didn't see them. And then they were given a makeup in one episode of Enterprise, and they like recreated that one episode of Enterprise makeup really well. So yeah. they were definitely. Uh, this is not redesigning the Klingons in the first in the series premiere. This is very intentional. They are doing. They're incorporating what I think is the right amount of Star Trek trivia with, right. like, making use of the lore as it exists and not coming up with a new species of the week just for the hell of it yeah, like i think i think enterprise got caught in that trap a lot yeah don't reinvent the wheel just because you can uh, or, or not even just be, like not even just reinventing it because you can but almost reinventing it as kind of like a, a lazy approach like you know that you're 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 benefiting from these fans who uh are very interested in seeing recurring themes but, um recurring elements uh, so to kind of make up stuff, I think, just you know, just because you don't feel like looking up another alien play, that makes sense, I think. Play into what people love about the property. So yeah, like here's another example for me. I'll go back to the one that I used earlier with Smallville. Right, my favorite episodes were the ones where Clark would gain a new power or mm-hmm. something from the Superman mythology would come in and 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 you know for the first time. Mm-hmm. Those were the ones that that really was like wow I'm you know I'm really into this because they're playing to the strength of why I love the property right yeah. so uh, to me to totally discard that just because hey we got we got to go our own way and we got to do our own thing you, you can do that while still paying respect to the universe that you're in oh absolutely I think um, well it, it's think, that balance of telling a good story using yeah. the ingredients of of, of the fandom yeah. that you've built momentum up around. Don't use it as a crutch. Yeah. But, but, but use it. 
which is a good uh, yeah sometimes i think some of the some of the novels maybe almost end up trapped in this they're they have too much canon to work with like they're trying to yeah. we weave together right. too many talking like too many points where every that, page they're winking at the audience yeah. and not telling the story yeah, yeah. and it, it's missing the story element but i think yeah. discovery does a great job this season in particular has done a great job of that so yeah this season is I'm a good balance yeah. and, um you'd think that they could they could use the time jump as an excuse to move further away from yeah i was all prepared for that yeah. to be the case so i'm right. happy that it's not rein like like you said reinventing the wheel just out of you know, to avoid having to to uh, re refer back to just because they're I mean this would have been their chance because they're yeah. they, you know they're they're dealing with an era that we really haven't encountered so they can yeah really... it's kind of very similar to Voyager in that you know Voyager start off with the concept of uh, you know we're we're gonna create all new aliens week after week because we are, want to be far enough away from everything. We know, so we're not going to be referencing the Cardassians and the Ferengi and the Borg until you know there are particular episodes that do so. But um, for the most part, it's here are new aliens, and we have to, you know, build a new relationship with those new aliens, or or the occasional one-offs. Right. Yeah. No. Definitely. And I like the part in the, I think it was the bar scene where they make where they were going to make. Um, I can't remember the character's name, but he was going to walk out and, you know, he was going to make, they were going to make him do what he was going to have Tully do, which was walk out in the, you know, the barren landscape in the yeah. of night. That having to sort of, having her come to terms with that, you know, the decision that was being made, mm -hmm. especially because Tully is like thought of as the sweet character. And, you know, she's, she's, yeah, she's well, she's a, she's, she's a nice like, one, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she's certainly the youngest. I mean, yeah. she's like 22, 21. Yeah. And she's still, in, you know, just fresh out of the academy, or I think she's fresh out of the academy. Um, but she aspires to be in right. the command track, and she's still learning the ropes from the very beginning of her career. Um, and she and she's kind of getting her first taste of what uh, those risks really look like. Yeah, and she's like it, you know, it's not. It's not always fun and games and first contact. <laughs> right, yeah, like there's there's times where you're gonna have to make tough decisions, mm -hmm. and I think her putting the the backpack or whatever it was, like giving him that that pack, and saying, yeah, right, I'm, uh, I accept that this is what we have to do. I think it's a big, uh, could be depending on how it's played, a, a big character building moment for her, uh, and I like that. Um, but I also like when, when you know when they first when her and Saru first exit the ship, and you know she's you could tell she's nervous and he could tell she's nervous, mm -hmm. and he calms her down by saying you know uh, you're one of my best officers and and basically he's reassuring her and tells her he, he has faith in her and then, you know he holds her hand you know that kind of emotional beat I think was really nice to see. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, to carry on that into just Captain Saru's role overall, mm -hmm. I think um, him being an imperfect captain is fun to see. Yeah. Um, because, you know, all the other, 
I guess Deep Space Nine, uh, Commander Sisko was kind of an imperfect captain from the get-go, but um, seeing Captain Saru, who has, you know, worked his career toward, to do this, and here he is, he's finally made captain, and he has to solve all these uh, interpersonal and mission-related issues is, is fun. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying seeing the first alien captain of a, of a Star Trek series. Yeah, it's... it's, it's... It's unique, and it's one of those scenarios where I think the the audience is kind of put in his shoes a bit, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to go through that with him. Um, and it starts right when uh, they first meet up with Burnham again. Um, and he's like, oh, well, we should have a talk about, you know, basically who's going to assume the captaincy. And she's like, no, no. You know, this is your, it's the perfect role for you. And, yeah. And so, I, I, and, and you see him, and it's not like a scenario where he has one episode where he's kind of finding his way through, and then by the next episode, he's an expert captain. Mm-hmm. It, we're seeing that those trials and tribulations play themselves out so far right. in, in every episode. Like, in the last episode where he tries to, come up with this Thanksgiving-esque yeah. <laughs> celebration. Well, well start- I think, and that stemmed from, you know, we saw it very early on that he, when he's put in a command situation that he's uncomfortable with, he kind of does his research and tries to work with the computer right. yeah. to figure out what is the best way to solve this? Because I don't necessarily understand mm-hmm. human you know, how the human officers might interact with this. So he goes to the computer and, uh, which, you know, leads to one of our mysteries of the season that we haven't quite uh, uh, revealed all the details of yet, of whatever is going on with the ship's computer. Um, And then we've also got something that may or may not be going on with um, the helmsman, Lieutenant Detmer. So, yeah. it's interesting to see what what ends up uh, happening with the ship's computer there, given what we know from the short trek Calypso. Yeah, and and again, you just see like I think that episode and sort of the 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 confrontations that it was happening between the crew members. Mm-hmm. You you see that their new situation, being in a new timeline, and. and coming to the realization that they missed all the big moments from the lives of their loved ones, you know, people will never see again. Um, that is getting to them and putting pressure on them. And, and it's not, it totally throws out the, the misnomer that the crew is this perfect, uh, you know, symbiotic, uh, machine-like thing that works mm-hmm. works in concert with no you know, with no issues whatsoever. Um, well, doc, Dr. Colbert said a really interesting thing. Uh, I think it was this last episode where he said that, you know, you have a crew of overachievers who don't know how to... He didn't say this verbatim. He definitely said the thing about overachievers, but he more or less implied you have a crew of overachievers who have not processed um, all of these emotions right. yet. And they need, you know, a way to to vent and connect and 
um, kind of grieve and mourn and move on. And uh, I, I, I think there's ro- room there for Dr. Culber's role to expand and get more personal oh, yeah. and supportive with the rest of the crew. So Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that happens this season because I think... Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much more that I think that character can can get involved with than, than he is. But I, yeah. I like his role in this episode for sure. Um, and and then you know just going through we you know we got introduced to the the two new characters mm-hmm. in that episode and the way that whole backstory was explained and 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 how that all unfolded and. The effect of of the of when he was or when they were connecting to the memories. Yeah. Right? So I got I mean, speaking of the effect, that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Um, and that yeah. was all done in post production during the pandemic. So the, those all, all the effects that we're seeing were done from home. That's insane. Yeah. And that's crazy. But but yeah, it was just. And again, like. You know, that episode was telling, you know, multiple story, multiple storylines with, with juggling all those characters, and yet I felt that we got introduced to our two new characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, with we got plenty of information, plenty of backstory, and none of it felt rushed. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, I think I we're and and I mean, well, now that we know they're both gonna likely return for season four, I think we are not in a rush to get to know them too much. But right, right. Um, I I wonder how if Adira will end up um, kind of being like a like a seven of nine Kez outsider kind of character, mm-hmm. or if she's going to merge more into more into the crew than and then either of those characters did that's going to be an interesting development because I, I could see it unfolding either way really mm-hmm. um and and really i'm i'm i mean and that leads me into the thought process of so you know is discovery going to be kind of like um like andromeda and their their whole you know spiel is going to be rebuilding the federation are they going to also be exploring like is their mission going to be more open-ended than just we're the only ship in town with a engine are we and we're going to just run around and you know try to reclaim old friends so i i i like that i have enough i i don't know exactly where the season's going so i'm like in that perfect sweet spot of i'm entertained and I feel like I know enough to enjoy it, but I don't know where, where they're going to go next. I can't presume to know what they're going to do next. Yeah, there really is a sense of, not to, not to make a pun out of it, but discovery that, you know, mm-hmm. you know, we're not, we don't have this event. I mean, we could read as many spoilers as, as we could find on the internet, but we don't have this, these preconceived notions and the show is not playing to a typical formula so that we can predict exactly i mean we have various ideas I mean, you've brought up a couple of different scenarios that could unfold mm-hmm. but 
it could go either way. Um, and that's the fun of it. And, and the other thing too, um, just to go back to my earlier comment about how, you know, the human and emotional moments are, are some of the strongest components of the season. Um, two things that really struck out at me and, and, and kind of hit an emotional, you know, chord, um, was one where, where they were back on earth and Saru gives some of the crew members, you know, the earth crew members, uh, a chance to, you know, explore Starfleet again, mm-hmm. Starfleet Academy. And all of them are like reminiscing about sitting in front of that tree. That was a cool moment because it's 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 it was a bonding, you know. Even though they 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 comment about being there at separate times, that they all spend time, you know, contemplating and, and whatever under that tree yeah. uh, at different times in their education. It was a unifying factor, and it's like something so simple and so small uh, uh, <clears throat> in a world where all this fanciful stuff is happening. Something so small and minuscule can unite so many people. And so that was you know, a really cool moment. And the other one was, you know, the end of the last episode uh, with the violin or the, mm-hmm. or the, I think it was the violin, right? Um, um, or, or the alien, I, equi- or, or, the, or the Star Trek equivalent of, of... Was it a cello? Was it, a, it could have been a cello, yeah, you're right. It I felt like it was larger than a it violin, was bigger than but a violin. I yeah, you're right, you're don't right. know so, all of the instruments in that family. <laughs> let's let's pretend it was a cello just for the sake of, of, of the instruments we know. But, you know, again, something in an episode that had a lot of big themes and it was the simplistic act of playing the cello together that, that centers the character again or, or, mm-hmm. or the characters and, and brings them together. So you know, the small moments where people come together, I think in a show like this where it's, it's you know, large-scale themes, large-scale action, I think when those are pulled off right, and, and, you know, are able to uh, pull at your heartstrings, I think whatever Star Trek property you're watching is doing is doing his job. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there have been, there's been at least one moment in each episode that's, that's hit on that. So I think um, so far, uh, it's, it, it's, it's been a great start to the season. So I guess before we sort of rate anything or uh, yeah. stuff, I'm wrapping this up. Of the four episodes, do you have a favorite? Yeah, I'm going to say Forget Me Not because I am just such a big sucker for all things Trill. So for them to finally go back to the Trill homeworld, I was just over the moon. And I, I love... Um, Karen Robinson, the the actress who plays the Trill leader, who is also in Schitt's Creek, and you know, I I like Star Trek just continues to do exactly what I want from it, but even better <laughs> in that just a few uh, just weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago, 
I was watching an episode of Schitt's Creek and thinking, I would love to see that actress somewhere. Like, where can I see her somewhere else? Star Trek yeah. films in Canada. I hope I hope maybe she finds her way into Star Trek somehow. Yeah. And then, like, not even a week later, she's in the preview for the next episode. So Star Trek predicts what I want from it and does it even better than I could I could even yeah. ask. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. <laughs> I, I did that for... CBS they're in my has head. Your place, but, <laughs> and <they're> right. <laughs> to exactly. So, what so, you're uh, forget me not the the trill homeworld. The fact that the trill get to play a a big role, you know, as much as one thirteenth of solving the mystery of the whole season, mm-hmm. I am just over the moon about that. So I've been, I'm very happy. Nice. Forget me, uh, forget me not. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yours? Um, mine would be probably people of Earth. Okay. Uh, just because, like I said, that idea of of going back to Earth that mm-hmm. far flung in the future um, is kind of interesting, and seeing, you know, the the I guess you can call it the next evolution of the Federation or what replaced mm-hmm. the Federation yeah. is interesting, but also the idea of the crew repairing the relationship between you know the two parties which both have to be as we found out later earthlings right mm-hmm. um yeah i thought that was a very good um you know a very classic star trek right that, that's what i mean it was vintage vintage star trek and i think all that was done without a big you know space battle mm-hmm. that resolution came pretty much i mean there was some of it but at the, at the end, at its core, you know, the resolution came just because two disgruntled parties, you know, basically talked through their their issue. Um, and I don't think that's a skill that that, <laughs> that many people have nowadays. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's, but I, I think the internet's made it worse. Where you can go on social media and take something the wrong way, and then it starts a you know a tweet storm of arguments. Oh That's- yeah, I feel like you know social media is it's not about the conversation anymore. It's about voicing your opinion it's, as I'm loud as you can. Yeah, I'm pissed <laughs> off. Let me go on a rant now and 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 fight with a total stranger, as opposed to like this where you you know you see, yeah, they have a disagreement. They have you know differing views. Uh, uh, differing opinions on how to how to sort of navigate through society and stuff, but you know, with the help of the Discovery crew, they're able to sit down and, and hash it out. Uh, so it was that vintage Star Trek feel to it, but also something that seems lacking in everyday life. Uh, it, it just just uh, just uh, resonated with me. So that and I think this episode was uh, directed by Jonathan Frakes. So um, you know he always uh, if I'm if oh my, yeah he he always knows what he's doing. Yeah, he has a good handle on um, on what he's doing with Star Trek storytelling. So yeah, that would be. Uh, that would be my favorite episode of the first four. Um, so I guess rating the season so far, if you, if you want to. Um, yeah. 
out of I think we did out of ten last time, right? Or did we do? Yeah, I think we've been using out of ten. Okay. So, first four episodes, if you can rate them out of ten, what do you? What do you um, do? first four. I'm gonna go with. Is is. I don't want to be like the Paula Abdul of rating Star Trek. Am I just giving it? If I give it a nine, is that too high? I'm like an eight point seven five. It, it, it's like it's, almost a it's nine. whatever. It's whatever you feel. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna your say. Rating, go for it. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm gonna say. Mm, in the moment, I would say nine. Eight point seven five. I'm gonna say eight point seven five and break it down uh, into decimal points. Um, right. I loved. <coughs> I, I love the first episode. I loved going back to Earth. I extra, extra loved the show. Um, and I guess the only... Yeah. I, th I think the episode of Just Discovery in the Bar was maybe the weakest point thus far. Yeah. Um, like, that had, it had its good points. It was still good. But of the season so far, it was, in my opinion, maybe the weakest. Um, there, yeah, it, so, it yeah, dragged I, a bit. It dragged yeah. a bit. Yeah. Um, and especially compared to how good the other episodes were, I think it was maybe it was it was still good, but it was it was like I don't have any room for uh, recommendations for improvement. But I'm going to say eight point seven five this season, and I expect it to continue to climb. All right, then I'll I'll be that guy that gives it a nine, I guess. Nine. Uh, because, like I said, I had pretty much the same problem with, uh, that, I, that, I, that you did with stuff in the bar. I, I think mm -hmm. it became too much like, I, I mean, if you can accuse it of trying to, trying to be like something that's on TV or, or, or something like that, that whole exchange with the crew, you know, and, and he was going to make her walk into the the that and the whole bar aspect that had a bit of a Mandalorian flavor because I just watched mm -hmm. an episode that was oh, yeah. ninety percent in a bar uh, of the Mandalorian, um, right? And so I'm like, well, I, I kind of you know, there's clearly some similarities here, but but again, it wasn't a bad thing ultimately because of how they resolved it and how they dealt with it. But the other three episodes are just so good that I think that one has a bit of a lag in certain moments yeah. of the episode. So I can't give it a perfect score every time. I mean, yeah. as much as I would love to. Yeah. I mean, as much as we, we love a property, we have to, you know, be honest and say when things are, and when things are working, you definitely give it the props it deserves. And when there are inconsistencies, um, you know, you got to call them out. Like the worst thing you can say is, yeah, this show is perfect and has no flaws whatsoever. I mean, you, you're you're walking around with blinders on if you do that because <laughs> I, I, I've yet to see the the absolutely perfect show. I I've, I haven't seen it yet. So, um, uh, but then again, that's just me. Who knows? Maybe maybe, maybe there is, and, and it's a show I haven't started watching yet. So who, who knows? But that's that's where we are in the first four episodes of uh, discovery there will be more uh, to come so uh, since we've started this uh, reviewing by increments of four with discovery i think we'll uh, we'll reconvene by episode uh, eight and then and then see uh, where we are at that point yeah 
And well, I do, I, I, I know we didn't get a chance to hit it today, but I think we, we don't have enough. So I would love to talk about the technology of the far future at some point. Perfect, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 we still only have like a, a taste of it now, so I would be interested to see where yeah. eight episodes in, what what uh, what more we're adding to it. So I'm going to make a note that we yeah, follow ma- up. Make a note and we'll bring it back. We'll, we'll come back around to it in the next yeah. uh, in the next installment of the podcast, but um, but yeah, so we will uh, we'll be we'll be back uh, with another four episode rundown, and we'll share our thoughts with you then. Until then, we hope that you enjoyed this episode, and if you want to continue the conversation while you wait for our next episode, you can do that online. So, where can they find you, Andrew? Oh, I am on Twitter at AJ Hallowell. Awesome. And if you want to get in touch with me uh, regarding Star Trek or any of the uh, other topics that I podcast, you can on Twitter at Adam underscore Lee's fan, or you can head over to Facebook and join the Multiverse Musings podcast network uh, Facebook page. Uh, I will add you uh, once you ask for permission to join the group. And we'll gladly continue the conversation with you there if you so choose to do it that way as well. But we hope you enjoyed this episode, um, and we hope you're enjoying uh, Discovery season four, uh, season three, sorry, uh, as much as Andrew and I are. Uh, but until next time, uh, we hope that you stay well and live long and prosper. So long, everybody.